listening to a special edition of Young PR Pros. We follow Julia Kent as a panelist at the School of Journalism at our alma mater, Carleton University. Episode 3. the weekly podcast for the young and young at heart PR pros looking for tips and advice on how to build and advance their careers. I am Christine Darbell in Ottawa, Canada. And I'm Julia Kent, also in Ottawa. So my name is all of a sudden becoming more natural. Mm. I'm all, I'm saying Christine Darbell like it's always been my name. You haven't, you haven't tumbled yeah. at all. Actually. <laughs> Every time I hold my breath a little bit though. No. <laughs> it, it, it'll, it'll take some, it'll take some time. So just to, for those of you interested in changing your name once, uh, once you get married, whether you're the female or male, uh, looking at changing your name, um, it does take a little bit of practice, and I still reach my hand out to introduce myself during networking events, and I'll sometimes slip up and say Simpson, and then I'll catch myself and say, nope. It's actually Carabelle. But it's it's good because um, I think the most important part of changing your name is having everyone else adopt your new name because they could walk around and start introducing me as Christine Simpson, but people are actually doing a very good job at adopting my new name and knowing me as now Christine Darbell. So it's a good transition. I'm excited about good, it. Good, good. So uh, today we're on episode three of our little series called Journalism to PR. And again, I'll uh, let Julia introduce the idea of where this series came of and the panel that she did at Carleton University. Since I graduated in 2010, every semester, this was the eighth semester, I've been asked to return to Carleton uh, to speak to the uh, fourth year PR class um, in the School of Journalism about basically how to use the journalism degree and get a job in PR, marketing, communications, or anything that's related to that. Yeah, so this was the eighth time I've been, and, and uh, for I think half the times I, I took a recorder and recorded some of the uh, some of the talk for our Young PR Pro listeners. And I think the really good thing about this panel is it really shows the reality of, I think, the communications and journalism market nowadays. So not only do communicators, if we graduate from a communications or public relations program, not only do we have to compete against ourselves, but there's also that competition of recent journalism graduates, because there are a lot of journalist graduates who are realizing that to become a journalist um, and to go that route is a very, very difficult journey, and uh, and, and some people just don't want to don't want to go that way, so then they take their journalism degree, which includes some excellent skills for communications uh, positions, and then they, they come and they try to get those positions as well. So, uh, it's it's, it's an interesting market. Um, I don't think there's a, it's not bad or good. Um, I think it's an interesting reality of our market. When we used to be on opposite sides, we're now almost sharing everything right down to our positions. So uh, it's interesting to see how, how it's changed over the years. And I think this panel you know, really speaks to that. And of course, it, it's a, a great segue into what we're talking about today. During the panel, uh, one of the questions was asking each of the panelists what their job title was, um, and then also to kind of explain what they do on a regular basis, like on a day-to-day basis. Uh, so we're going to play that clip uh, so that you can hear each of those job titles and uh, what they do um, in their role. I wonder if uh, one of you or two of you could describe, you know, there's so many words we use to say the same kind of job. We have all kinds of job titles that mean very similar things. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you're seeing out there in terms of like 
the next wave of job titles, and are they really that different from one another? Well, I will recommend a book that'll kind of explain, and um, these ladies have heard me talk about this book before, uh, and I have two books to recommend today, but the first is called um, Marketing in the Round by Ginny Dietrich. She's a very famous um, and successful uh, PR uh, company owner, founder and owner in the States, and uh, she's, she's a, friend of, a friend of mine, and she, um, her book is entirely about that, what, what Karen just said, about how there's all of these different, these fields, and Carrie and Lauren just talked about how they're companies have changed. Um, there's all these different fields that are now being grouped into this one pot. Marketing, PR, uh, communications, public affairs, uh, advertising, uh, graphic design, all of these things are just getting, getting lumped. And I can safely say that I do all of those things in a day in my job and my title is marketing specialist. I think that marketing, communications, PR, all of these terms are now being used interchangeably and that they are j simply labels and that what you do in your job um, is not necessarily represented by that label. So my, our, my company has a Marcom department, marketing communications department, which consists of the director of marketing communications, me, the marketing girl, and my colleague, um, who's the communications guy. We all do all of the things that would be required of any department like that. Do we, if I want to like advise you guys, if you guys are looking for jobs, the term coordinator typically signifies um, an entry-level job. Um, a coordinator, marketing assistant, communications assistant, coordinator. Coordinator is an entry-level term um, in my experience, but you know, they all mean kind of the same thing. Like you could have a communications title, but you really only do like, I don't know, social media, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I, I think the way if, if we looked at it, we would divide it up in terms of who you touch, so what, what audience you touch. So when I say media relations, in our equation, it, if you're touching journalists, um, we have another function, government relations, you would be dealing with the government. Internal communications, you deal with uh, employees, the yeah. employees and the stakeholders within the company. And you might have a job like an intranet uh, writer or editor. And it's interesting, and I know coming from um, a company that was, you know, kind of 100 years old, so there were very strict lines about what was Marcom, what was marketing, what was communications for a lot of years, right? Yes. And um, all everybody with their own big departments and their own turf to protect. And um, what I keep trying to ask people because I, I actually, I think trying to define it, and let's not bother with that, right? There's a purpose to everything, every communication that you want to put out there, if, whether whatever platform you decide, whatever, and what audience you want to reach. So that's your starting point. What is the story that you're telling, and what is the audience for that story? And then you go from there in terms of what are the best ways to reach those people. And it's going to be a, a combination these days of probably five or six things. So while we do have people who specialize in employee communications and social media, media relations, um, for every program that we do or any kind of message we want to send, we bring all those people together and say, okay, well, you know what, there's definitely a social media piece. Um, there's definitely, you know, hardcore media relations with a news release or interviews or whatever that is. We definitely want our employees to find out before anybody else that so there's an employee comms piece. And we literally go through the list. Not every program hits all of those, um, but you have to think about them. We have a checklist that people actually stick up on their wall because we don't want to forget a channel. It's too easy to do. Government relations yeah. is another one of our channels, right? Because we don't want things about a big investment, let's say, in a plant to hit the newspapers and our government 
you know, stakeholders haven't heard about it yet, right? So the where are all those stakeholders? What's the timing for each one of those groups? So I, I don't struggle with anymore the and it did bother me for the longest time, so I, I feel your pain <laughs> on this, but I think we're past the de defining it's this and it's not this and it is that. Um, I think you have to kind of look at what's the purpose of it. Yeah. Getting a little granular about um, what does your typical day look like? Day started off with an issue at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> Sometimes it's 2 a.m. in the morning with an issue. Um, part of what we do is we operate data centers and other places, so if the power goes out and we, we lose a piece, then I guess who gets the call in the middle of the night because then we have to... I heard you talking earlier about key messages come up with the message in case we get a media call at 8 a.m. the next morning. So today, a typical day, uh, started with an issue, we talked about the impact of the issue and, and what we needed to do in terms of the different audiences, and then um, it went into more of, a, more of a typical day, a lot of meeting, which I'm not a big fan of meeting, <laughs> so I try to limit them to my team. Some editing, so I think today I edited two bylined articles that part of my team were writing and then we're going to place with vertical media. Uh, I reviewed an advertising plan that we've got for Q2 to Q4 and I went through budgeting. And in terms of the job roles on my team, I think total we've got about 10 people internally and then we work with an outside PR agency and an outside advertising agency as well and we try to integrate them together. So from a media relations perspective, we've got people that work on different portfolios and they deal mainly with journalists. Um, we've also got then the advertising team and, and they put together programs for uh, advertising which, which also includes working with communications on, on integrated approaches. Uh, social media, all the social media channels are branded under one main IBM brand so uh, uh, there's a member of the advertising team that looks after those social channels and we call that earned media so any of the likes and shares and follows is all earned. Uh, very similar to the way we described if we've got a story in a magazine is earned media and then we've got the paid ads that kind of support that as well so it's all designed to kind of click together and there's another woman who edits our external website she does all the uh, banners and, and things that you'll see on our home pages and works with a team on that and we have the internal comms team as well we talked about you talked about graphic design as well there's another section of my team that actually is an in-house graphic design video production teams. I guess I would divide my role up into kind of two uh, teams, um, a member of the, of the company's leadership team, so myself, the CEOs, and the other um, five VPs. So there's kind of the part of enterprise-wide part of my day that is involved more with the, the business in general. And then um, I am a member of the, the global communications team, the representative for Canada. That means that, for example, on Tuesdays at 7 a.m., yes, 7 a.m., because and the reason why the call is at 7 a.m. is because it's a, it's a, a global call, right? So it's night for Asia, and it's, you know, ridiculous time for Australia, etc. So, and basically we do, um, in that call, we go uh, around the globe very quickly, what we call our business process review, just checking on the key metrics of all the things that we kind of monitor on a global basis. So um, it's very handy because, um, I don't have to tell you guys, news is always global. It's something that can break, and um, China is going to impact me approximately five minutes later, if that. Um, so that's why we do that kind of 
global touch point and then um, and then of course I work with my team at Ford of Canada we are a team of 10 as well seems to be a common number divide that up I have um, a product news manager she's based in uh, Montreal so she's our key spokesperson on any product news in both French and English and she has two people that work with her in our Oval headquarters um, then there's um, our corporate news manager so she oversees all our programs around four pillar she has uh, someone who works directly with her then I have an employee communications manager and um, she has three people who work with her because the that's um, kind of corporate employee communications as well as there's communications coaches at the plant sites uh, that handle um, kind of they're very much uh, a different kind of role um, and then um, there is uh, two social media managers they ha they work with a variety of agencies um, we have uh, national PR which is um, the our agency of record that works with us and they have teams in all the major cities across Canada and then we also work with several um, events companies too on programs specifically my day has pieces of that Thank you. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm one of a three-person team, so very, very different from what these guys. These guys are big, big companies. I'm with a much smaller, specialized company, but and it is B2B. What carry your stuff? It's B2B. B2B. Yeah, but I did bring props to tell you what I do in a day, so I'm very oh, excited about good. this. So um, this is like a huge thing that I've been working on for like six months. So I'm very excited to show it to you. So um, you guys all get, you guys get mail, like hard copy mail, right? And people are always sending you this crap in the mail. Like, I don't know how many times the phone companies that I do not procure services from send me mail. Um, so we are trying to touch our prospective clients, people that we want to work with us, in a way that is different and is going to break through all of the noise and crap that they get sent in their email and their regular mail every single day. So we, we came across this product that we're really excited about. It's only been used one, one other time in Canada. It's a U.S. product. And what it is is it, it's a card and it says, you know, be ready. And our, our clients are all about, they just want to start their building project. They just want to build it, right? Um, and it's be ready. And on the back you see like who we are, what we do, like some of my company's branding, MHPM, it's a mouthful. Um, and then there's this man in a suit who has a shovel and he's ready to build something. And then when you open it up, it actually has our CEO oh, addressing, oh, it's like an iPad screen, right? Made it clear that coming around some project uh, that's cool. We'll he is addressing, he just said, hello, Mr. Poole. This is going to Greg Poole at the um, city awesome. of Markham. Okay. Oh, wait. So what we did? What did you see it? His face shows up, right? Let's talk about let's talk about what went into this campaign. <laughs> the script for my CEO to read, shooting my CEO in a professional studio, the design of this piece, the words on this piece, choosing this image, choosing getting the URL, the shovelready.ca. This is a custom URL that we've bought that we've had you know custom information. When they go there, there's a form for them to fill out their needs, and then we contact them based on their needs. So this is what I do. This is fun, right? This is cool stuff. So that's that's an example. Okay, so one more example. We do about $50 million worth of business a year. $10 million of that comes from one client, Infrastructure Ontario, which obviously does all of the provincial provincial buildings for the province. They are going to, here's some terms that you need to remember. RFP, request for proposal. If you don't know what that is, figure it out. You will need to know. Request for proposal. So they have put in a request for proposal. We've been working for them for the last five years. They have put in a request for proposal. So basically it's a, it's a job posting for the next five years. And we got to get the job for the next five years, which is $10 million a year, which you can do the math. That's $100 million over the next five years. Or no, $50 million over the next five years. So that's a lot of money. 
we this is a huge like this represents a fifth of our business every year this is a huge client so we actually did an internal campaign to rally our internal staff to because we're currently working for this client to treat them like gold like literally treat this company like they are royalty so that they're going to want to hire us for the next five years so we have a vp who is the ringleader of this effort to write this proposal and win this piece of work and I received this stress ball on my desk and I looked at it and I'm like this is cute this is cool like normally it's a globe right like you see like the earth globe or the happy face or something I'm like this is kind of cute so I put it on my desk and I was like typing away one day and I looked at it and I'm like oh my god that looks like Stelios who is this Greek vice president responsible for winning the work with Infrastructure Ontario and I'm like oh my god marketing campaign so we sent we tried it out internally first we sent one of these with mhpm's logo on on here and infrastructure ontario on the uh briefcase to everybody internally being like we're gonna win this we're gonna we're gonna work as a team stelios is the ringleader we're gonna do this we're gonna win the next you know 10 million dollars every year of work it was so well received that they're like send it to infrastructure ontario so we sent one of these to every single person we work with at infrastructure ontario and they thought it was hilarious we got dozens of emails of people being like oh my god it looks exactly like stelios and thank god the guy's a good sport I do my web, the website, MHPM's website. I do the social media. Um, I do a lot of sp- like speech writing for the CEO. He's very active. Um, you know, I do all of the other things. We are a really small team, three people, so we lose, use a lot of external. Um, our graphic designer is like a mom-and-pop shop. Our translator is a mom-and-pop shop. Uh, so I thought um, this was a really interesting exercise because we've talked about this on previous episodes where your your job title doesn't necessarily explain what you're going to be doing on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. nor does what you do on a day-to-day basis um, affect your job title because I find communications and, um, and and public relations is so vague that yes, my title might say public affairs, but the amount of things that I do could compare to someone who has a different job title or someone who has the same job title as me might be doing something completely different. Um, so before I jump in to say what my title, because we, we've seen the three panelists, um, including uh, Julia, um, but before we jump into what my title is, uh, is there any comments on uh, what um, those those job titles were? It, it, my job title especially, and probably, um, you know, Carrie and Lauren work for much larger organizations. So mm-hmm. in larger, I think it should be noted to our listeners this is something that I've only recently learned really um, in larger organizations your jobs can be much more specific now my company maybe may, does have over 300 people across Canada but we are have only a three-person marketing communications department which means by default that every one of us will wear many 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 hats in the whole PR marketing communications umbrella at any given time People like Carrie and Lauren, because they are in huge companies with, you know, 50 plus people in their marketing communication departments, could have very specific roles. So for example, Lauren's role of, I think she's VP corporate communications or, or external. External, yeah. 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 Some, anyways, she may only do that type of communicating. They didn't talk, I, I mean, they did talk about how they do many things outside of their, you know, outside of that specific role. It's not the only things they do. Um, but I would think that their job titles would be more indicative of what they do on a day-to-day basis than someone like myself who's in a very small company. 
And that's a perfect segue into my role because my title is Manager of Public Affairs. And I can tell you right now, that means absolutely nothing for what I actually do on a day-to-day basis because I do everything from, you know, uh, social media monitoring to actually creating content for um, our social media. Uh, So I have a whole social media side and digital um, marketing side of me. But then I also have uh, my public relations side where I do a lot of interviews for journalists and I'm the point contact for journalists. Uh, My name's on the bottom of all the press releases. So I'm writing press releases and some days I'm responding to journalists making sure that they get the appropriate expert to talk to or sometimes I'm the one on the camera. And then there's also my project management side which kind of correlates to the manager part of my role which is um, managing a public affairs project. So that could be everything from a senior's driving website to uh, you know a, a road rally about environmentally friendly vehicles. Um, you know so it I, I do a variety of different things under the umbrella term of public affairs but I know if you were to be in government, for example, or a much larger organization, the word public affairs generally means you're mixing government relations and public relations. So you're doing a lot of, um, you know, maybe uh, communications back and forth with government and stakeholders, uh, and then also being the front uh, face for um for, for journalists. The fact that I have this social media side to me and some project management side to me as well just goes to show you it's because of the organization that I work for. And I work for Canadian Automobile Association. And although, you know, we're a hundred year old organization, thousands of, of employees uh, across uh, Canada, I work for the national office, which means um, within the national office, we're only about 20 employees. And the communications and marketing department, I guess here is is two, maybe three people. <laughs> so uh, th- just, to, just to go, like, we don't have the position where someone can only do social media and then the position for someone to only do project management and then another position only to be public relations. So uh, that's actually one of the reasons why I love my job so much is that I do get to include all these different aspects um, into my day-to-day life, which means I never have a dull moment. And I know you feel the same way with your position, Julia. Oh, for sure. Um, we actually, it's funny that we are talking about this right now because it's very timely for me because my department um, we're we're hoping to grow we're hoping to hire um, you know at least two more people in the next couple of years and 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 grow the team and when that happens we'll have to have more you know divisive roles um, within the team and you know right now there's the director and then there's marketing person and the communications person but we both the marketing communications people we pretty much have the same job we just have different projects yeah. Even though our title is one's communications and one's marketing. So really, we should probably both be marketing and communications specialists or managers or whatever. But I, yeah, there's never never a dull moment because we wear so many hats. And we do so many different things. And in the run of a day, I mean, we're doing graphic design. We're doing social media management. We're doing PR. Um, we're doing... Uh, you know, media relations, um, executing, you know, very large scale marketing campaigns. I mean, I've even been doing some video direction. You know, we certainly have picked a good field for keeping things interesting. <laughs> we sure have. And and yeah. if you're listening to this podcast, it means that you've obviously chosen this industry as well. And I think the most important takeaway um, for this episode, or at least for as you're, you're, you're listening to this podcast, it's important to know that when you're looking for a job in public relations and communications, the job title is 
is just that. It's just a job title. So the most important thing that you should be doing is when you do find something, you know, whether you're searching for a job online or through friends and they say, oh, we've got a position open for a communications um, account coordinator. Or just to give you an example, when I was working at um, uh, the the agency at Thornley Fallis, my title was account coordinator. There's nothing in there that says communications, marketing, public affairs, nothing. You know what I mean? So um, granted, I was working at the the role was within a communications agency, so it would generally make sense that I'm doing communications. But just to remember that your job title will probably say very little about what you're doing. So when you are looking for a job, it's really important to do those informal interviews where you can sit down with someone who works um, at that organization and ask them, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? You know, what, what, what's, what is part of your role? What do you actually do? Um, if you can't do an informal interview before for your actual interview, if you're actually, you know, going for that job, um, make sure that it is a question that you ask in your interview. What do you do on a day-to-day basis? And then that kind of gives you an idea of what you might you might expect. And if at the end they give you a synopsis of what what they do on a day-to-day basis, and you realize, hmm, that's not exactly what I would like to do. Maybe it, it ends up being more in the public relations field, and you want to do more of digital communications, or vice versa, or you want to be in government relations, and you realize that it's more of a digital communications role. Um, It's important to ask these questions because, again, a communications title, I'm sorry, it means nothing. It absolutely means nothing, and it's not going to tell you anything about what you're going to do. I have to say that I interviewed for multiple jobs for the role of um, marketing manager or marketing specialist. And as as a lot of our listeners will know, um, uh, Ottawa is uh, is a big tech, other than the federal government, the tech sector is, is pretty big here. And I interviewed for a lot of roles like that. And they almost all were, um, like the, the role was like 95% database management. So um, keeping their, their uh, client relationship management software up to date and, and, and improving it. And I'm like, that's not marketing. (laughs) Yeah. And that's that's another thing is not everyone, because of the world, because communications and public relations and marketing is such a vague concept, even people within their own organizations who are hiring for someone and they create the title, because that's when you do, when you Mm -hmm. have a position open and you want to hire someone, they're just going to create a title. Not everyone actually understands what goes into communication or what goes into marketing. So they might put the title communications or marketing but actually they might not actually know what it is and the role or whatever is involved might be something completely different than what you're expecting so I think the big takeaway of this is ask questions when you're looking for a job and and also don't deter yourself from a position where maybe the title says specialist instead of manager you don't know what that person's doing or you don't know what that role actually entails so so go for roles even though the title doesn't look as sexy as you would like it to be you know because you never and (laughs) to tell you the truth a lot of times once you get into an organization and you've settled in and you've proved yourself sometimes you can change your your title to to reflect more of what you do Um, and most organizations are very open to that except for the government of course (laughs) they're very strict with their titles and they won't change it but you know, uh, it's 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 also another thing to think about. If you've been in a role for a while and you feel that your your title doesn't really reflect what you do, then maybe talk to your boss about saying, "Can we switch it up a little bit to say mm-hmm. digital communication specialist or something like that?" Great idea. Yeah. 
anyway that I think will bring us to a close uh, we would love to hear uh, what everyone thinks uh, and you know send us a, a message to say what your title is and then does it actually correlate to, to what you do um, we'd be really interested to hear of all the different kind of titles that exist out there for public relations and communications professionals um, and you can easily do that by heading over to our website and leaving a comment on our blog at youngprpros.ca or on our Facebook page, Google Plus page, LinkedIn, Pinterest, or on Twitter at youngprpros, at Christine Bradell, and at Ken Julia. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next week.